1: You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. See if Nebraska will dial up a pass of sorts or if they just keep it on the ground as Sims lines up under center. Emmett Johnson behind him. They go end around. Inside the five and into the end zone. Touchdown, Nebraska. That's an excellent job there by Nebraska. It's been downhill run downhill run and then they hit you with the end around there and Leon Haughton getting into the end zone good play action fake to get around the right side. Wrapping up the show here on a Monday. I'm Ravi Lula. Andrew Rogers here with me. We did I did I redeem myself there? Yeah, that was better. I appreciate that. Uh, that's Shane Schillerberg <laughs> producing for us. You can come back tomorrow, Shane. Yeah, you can you can turn the mic back on. That's okay. Uh, we are here on AM 590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri Cities, and KFOR in Lincoln. We it's time for the sports cleanup. Trying to get to everything that we didn't get to all day because it was, was a lot, a lot man. <laughs> and we're still not going to get to everything here, but there was a lot of college football out of Nebraska, obviously. Um, and man, the nice thing about the War Horse Sportsbook. It's not just in Lincoln now. Mm-hmm. You can place your bets in Omaha, 6303 Q Street at Horseman's Park. Make sure you go check it out and maybe do a little cleaning up of your own.
0: Yeah, you know, I tried this past week. I, I So, the Follow the 100 videos that mm-hmm. I've been doing, I yep. placed 50 of my final 100, and that 50 did not win. Uh oh. So, I'm back in the red. Um,. I still have my job, so that's a good thing. What uh,
1: what's the what was the loss this week?
0: Well, I I did the Brian Edwards parlay, okay, which did not hit. Okay, um, I was so high on Arizona this week, and mm. they still beat Colorado, but, but they, they didn't cover. cover. Yeah, um, so I went with stats there, and then um, oh who who. Uh, took it out. Oh, Air Force. I I don't Ooh. know what's going on. Last couple games with Air Force, but yeah. holy cow, Hawaii really put it to them. Started and, with
1: that uh, uh started with that Army game a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And you I mean, think okay, maybe it's a it's a rivalry game. Uh Service Academy versus Service Academy, but the the Hawaii is concerning.
0: Yeah, I just don't Hawaii's not good.
1: No, they're not.
0: They are hor- and the stats that I gave to back it up <laughs> guaranteed to me that they weren't good. I don't know what happened, so yeah. um, I just had some misses on teams that I really like. Uh, the late window was not nice to me, but I will tell you this: I was on Mizzou this weekend. I was also on Michigan minus seven, which they they covered. covered they won by nine. nine. Yep, right um so there were did you buy that line up Uh uh-huh okay i was was like four and a half i think okay well i thought that was way too low so did i that's why i I took that that. number i took them Um, i might pick them so i moved it up to minus seven i brought um who did i just say before that (laughs) mizzou Mizzou, i I bought i I got mizzou's money line um and they really took it to tennessee this weekend so uh, i had some wins but you know that's the problem with Mm parlay, right you uh put the wrong teams together and it all blows up in your face yeah, but uh, you know,
1: at least you can do it
0: right here at home. And you know what? I got fifty more dollars, and I'll get it back. Listen, you've got you can
1: do it. I believe in you.
0: Hey guys, you got down to ten dollars no, before and bounced back, so guys, I, I like your chances. Wisconsin, I believe, opened as a seven-point favorite against uh, Nebraska this week. Am I right when I say that? Uh, uh, I haven't looked
1: at the line yet. That's too high, though.
0: Um, and I think it's too high as, well, I'm going to go to it because Nebraska Moneyline this week may have some great value. I'm going to put Nebraska Moneyline down the stretcher. They are plus five now, plus 170. I think there's some good value there. On the money line, even with all of the struggles we talked about for the first hour and a half of this show.
1: Yeah, okay, that's interesting. Because
0: Wisconsin, like I said, they are in a rut too. They just lost to Northwestern, I think it was 24-10. And if you listen back to the post-game comments, it seems like Luke Fickle has no grip on that team right now. Yeah, they've lost three in a row. And the players are even talking as if the culture isn't where it should be in year one. If Nebraska has a leg up in anything, it's, it's the culture yeah. department.
1: You know, it's, it's one of those things that we talked about a lot, and it got a lot of attention earlier in the season. Kind of the same thing it did with the Dion in Colorado. Obviously, those are two of the other high-profile coaches that were brought in this year in the same, recruit, in the same coaching cycle as Matt Rule. But, you know, so the Badgers start off 4-1, and one. And you're looking, you're like, oh, that looked off to a fast start in that same time period. I believe Nebraska was two and three. So you're like, oh, man, maybe maybe Luke Fickle was the right choice there. You, you see Dion get off to the hot start. Well, look look where they're at now. Everybody's about in the same place. Dion's four and six. Wisconsin's five and five. Nebraska's five and five. But guess what? for all of the issues we've talked about today and there are plenty and they need fixed. I've been during every break I'm Googling, you know, and looking up the resumes of the different offensive coordinators that have worked with Matt rule in the past. I think I've landed on Glenn Thomas as my guy. That's who I want, uh, who worked with him at, at, at Baylor and temple. Um, but he's got a background as a quarterback's coach. That's why I more of a background as a QB coach than, than Satterfield does for sure. Um, so, so as many as issues as there are, which there are plenty, um, I think I look at Nebraska and say, out of those three programs, I'm taking Nebraska's culture over over the other
0: two. Imagine this too, and it's crazy to say, but Nebraska could still win the Big Ten West. Absolutely, because Illinois could beat Iowa this week. Yeah, and if Nebraska still wins out, if they win Wisconsin they have the and Iowa against Iowa. Iowa, yeah, I mean, so if I I believe I'm correct
1: five of the seven teams in the Big Ten West are five and five overall. Mm-hmm. And
0: you're correct. What is it?
1: Three and four. In
0: con- all of them are three and four in conference, right? Huh? So yeah. the teams that are five and five are three and Are all three and f- four. And that's so you've got Iowa
1: at the top. Then you've got Purdue at the bottom. And then the entire middle is five and five, three and four. So, like, anything's still on the table here, guys. Which is wild It's so dumb, but it's, it's wide open. Yeah. Sam said this might be the worst
0: Big Ten we've seen in a while. Uh, he might be right, but, hey, there's still a shot. Remember coming into the season, two, we were talking about, oh, who was going to make the biggest difference in year one, and I think everybody landed, landed on Coach Fickle. Mm. Everyone was saying, hey, yeah. Luke Fickle's Wisconsin team, like, that's the team to beat, right? Yeah. Well, you look at where they are today – do you still think Luke Fickle is the number one new coach in the Big Ten West? Or could you give it to Matt Rule? Or could you give it to Ryan Brown? Braun. Ryan Braun.
1: Braun, yeah. Uh, or could you give it
0: to... Was it Ryan or David?
1: I think it's David David. Braun. Yeah, Ryan. Ryan's the, 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 the baseball, <laughs> the My baseball
0: player. My bad. My <laughs> bad. David Braun
1: you knew what I meant I did yeah it just took me a minute because like Ryan Braun rolls off the tongue so good it, it does it does it, it, it has a nice ring to well it. you're so used to it right uh-huh. but I mean honestly if I said this earlier in the season if David Braun takes Northwestern to a bowl game he's the Big Ten coach of the year full stop now obviously his situation um, was much more dramatic than everyone else's but He's probably done the best job this year. Now, would I want him over Matt Rule? No. Would I want him over Luke Fickle? No. Would I want him over Ryan Walters? I don't know. That's where it starts to become a conversation, and maybe I say yes there. But he's you done— to, You have to give the man credit. He's he's credit where He's by due. far done the best job this year, taking over the team that only won one game last year and came in on an 11-game losing streak, taking over— in, program. in the situation that he did with the, uh, with the, the scandal and everything like that, with the, the locker room and the culture mm-hmm. and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, and to take over for a beloved coach in Pat Fitzgerald, both by the community and by the team, and to be able to write this ship after, after having only been at the school for a few months. I mean, he was hired in the last cycle as the defensive coordinator. His, the job that he's done this year frankly, and he's not going to win this, he's not going to win national coach of the year, but it might be the best coaching job anyone's done in the country.
0: You have to give him a ton of credit. Now, as you look at some of the new coaches in the Big Ten West, how about some of the new potential candidates for that Texas A&M program? Because I got to tell you, Ravi, this may be one of the best pools to pick from if you're Texas A&M this year. Yeah, I mean, so
1: you're definitely going to have, I mean, the money, the resources, But you're also going to have the pressure at Texas A&M. The funny thing is, there's a ton of pressure at Texas A&M, and they've never actually won that Mm -hmm. much. Like, I don't think they have a— They're just a school in Texas in the SEC. That has endless money. I mean, they're literally just paying Jimbo Fisher $75 million to just go away. And he's only had one losing season. I'm not saying they shouldn't have fired him, but I'm saying there's not very many schools in a situation where a guy's had winning seasons five in the last six years— and they're like, here's $75 million to never speak to us again. <laughs> um, so that's wild about Texas A&M. Now, it is, you could argue, dumb money mm-hmm. because they don't make great decisions a lot of the time. But they do have endless cash, and so they're going to be able to pick a number and and get basically have their choice of candidates, I would right. think. Now, I do wonder how good of a job
0: people view it as. And that's where I would go with my— with my head, too, because when Dan Lanning's name and Kalen DeBoer's name popped up as potential candidates, yeah. I thought, well, it would be the job to move to if these two teams weren't moving to the Big Ten and having Big Ten money to play with now versus what they had with in the Pac-12. 12, yeah. Yes, they aren't making what they probably would make at Texas A&M because they would get the kitchen sink yeah, offered get, to them. They'll get paid 8 ten million $9, $10 million, whatever So is it, it about is. the money and the state of the program, then? Or is it about... Hey, the current team that I'm, where I'm at, mm-hmm. where we are today, where we're moving to, is more enticing than this Texas A&M job. That's what kind of like worries me for some of the candidates for Texas A&M.
1: Yeah. So the big thing with like Lanning is he's got the SEC history with uh, coaching at uh, Georgia and being down there, and I think he's from Texas originally, or he's from the South originally. So you wonder if the pullback home or closer to home makes sense for him. Oregon is all the resources you could want as well but obviously texas the sec more fertile recruiting ground than oregon i don't know that i don't know that texas a a better job than a big 10 oregon job though that's going to be really tricky i think they're going to go after some huge names I'm, Mike Elko's one that I'm wondering want to bring if back. like a Mike Elko is where they end up landing because that's a Former successful DC? guy with ties but maybe not the top of the list' Former DC at A&M. we have so much more to get to the rest of the week that's Andrew Rogers I'm Rob Zula. there's more for that sports tomorrow